0: When you're trying to explore what your purpose is, I think the one question that comes up is, what will you do for free for the rest of your life? What would you do if you didn't get paid for it? And I was like, oh, crap, I'm already doing it.
1: We all want to find purpose in what we do. My conversation with designer Rashida Gray, founder of Gray Space Interiors, got me wondering. In our search for purpose do we sometimes look too hard for things that have been hiding in plain sight?
0: It's always been there. When you start to do some soul searching and just kind of get quiet and journal in a way and and think and if you believe, pray, I think that's when you start to realize, you know, I don't have to do like this extravagant soul searching. It's been right there, part of my life. What do I enjoy doing? And that's quite possibly what I should be doing to make a living for the rest of my life. Please
1: fasten your seatbelts and return your seats to their upright positions. We are now beginning our final approach to The Ginny Show. met Rashida over a year ago when I interviewed her for a project with Architectural Digest. Something about her always-on business persona stuck with me. It's clear that her work is very much a part of who she is, and that's what made me want to dig a little deeper. So wasting no time, I started by asking her what she thought about the concept of professional and personal duality. Is embracing those two selves an ingredient to true fulfillment?
0: Duality could be my middle name. I'm a Gemini. I don't know if everyone, you know, believes in astrology, but...
1: Okay, so just in case you need an astrology refresher, here's how Eliza Kelly, Allure's official astrologer, describes Geminis. Have you ever been so busy that you wished you would clone yourself just to get everything done? That's the Gemini experience in a nutshell. Appropriately symbolized by the Celestial Twins, this air sign was interested in so many pursuits that it had to double itself. Double itself, as in duality.
0: I don't want to be unrealistic and say that there isn't a professional side to you and a personal side, but it's those things that like you enjoy or those qualities that you have. For example, if I'm creative, then I'm creative whether I'm professional or whether I'm just kind of like hanging out with my family. If I am highly organized, I'm that way regardless of whatever the scenario is. So when I say merge the two, that's what I mean. It's, it's not that I'm like hang out Rashida in my business. Like those things are separate, but it's just the core things that kind of make up who you are, or your characteristics. I think being able to merge that in your work is the key to success and happiness. And, you know, maybe second, third, fourth, or fifth is if you're able to be successful at it. I love that answer because I kind of feel the same. Like I love talking
1: and connecting with people. I really love listening to their stories. So I don't think it's a coincidence that podcasting is my profession as well because that involves talking and listening to people, right? And I think the joy that has come from this, and to your point, like, this is something I did for free for so long, and I would continue to do for free for the rest of my life. Thankfully, I don't have to, but it's one of those things that I'm thinking that there is such a, a lovely symbiosis between the two. I
0: honestly think, Jenny, that happiness that you create by merging those two worlds generates success. It really attracts success to you because you're in alignment with what you should be doing
1: who and what we become in life can often be traced back to micro-choices and chance encounters. Just being exposed to something new can wake up a part of ourselves that makes us feel alive. Now, if we're lucky, it happens when we're young, allowing us decades of discovery to build on, and maybe even build a career on.
0: I recall at 10 years old having some sort of coursework, where I was asked to create a floor plan. No idea what class this was in. I'm assuming maybe art, I don't know. But I do recall drawing, probably not to scale, X's and and squares and O's and creating this living room floor plan. So that was my first memory of interior design. And I just remember enjoying that assignment. And when I started to think about Six years ago, before the business started, I started to think about what I wanted to do and how can I connect passion to work. That memory came up.
1: Rashida spent her elementary years in rural North Carolina. Her family then moved to Philadelphia, where she spent middle and high school. Despite living in two different parts of the country, she says the arts just weren't a part of her education, Had it not been for that one floor plan assignment, that single invitation for her to express creativity, would she have found her purpose so early on? Would she have found it at
0: all? Growing up in the early 90s, late 80s, interior design just wasn't a career that was imaginable. It wasn't something that I saw in my community. It wasn't something that I knew of until maybe college, late High school, early college. Um,
1: It's cool. It's a new phase of my life. It's a new me. And I'm excited for it. The renovation you're about to see is real.
0: When HGTV became sort of a, a natural, normal reoccurrence. So I never realized that I could begin a career like this. Do you know the funny thing about growing up as a Sri Lankan girl in Australia?
1: Look, I don't want to say that the northern suburbs of Melbourne were very white in the late 80s, but let's just say I was asked quite frequently why I was brown. Well, Beyonce was yet to be discovered, so I couldn't state the obvious, which was, dude, I woke up like this. However, what I now realize is there was a complete lack of reflection in the world around me. I couldn't see me reflected back at me. And ironically, the only famous Sri Lankan woman I knew growing up was MIA. And the irony of the only Sri Lankan woman, in all her badassery and wicked beats, every other Sri Lankan woman in the media in the world was literally MIA to me.
0: I've always been a creative. I've always been a child who found a way to express creativity, whether it was by hand-sewing a stuffed teddy bear book bag that was popular in the nineties because my parents said they would not buy it for me. And so I created it on my own. So whether it was creating that, sewing, painting, drawing, I've always had a, a gift of creativity and a need to express it.
1: Rashida makes sure that her own children are growing up around the arts, inspiring them to express their creativity every day. But she doesn't stop there. She also helps spread awareness about career opportunities in the arts to young people of color.
0: Having the opportunity and the exposure to something like interior design could spark the next large designer or brand. I'm involved in a show house project that supports students of color who may not be aware of careers in the arts. So that's just something that's really important to me.
1: If you're out there listening and thinking, okay, good for Rashida Gray, but how do I find my purpose? Well, you're about to learn that dreams and reality don't always collide. At least, not in the beginning.
0: Here comes the money.
1: Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. money. money, money.
0: <laughs> my parents said, you gotta go to college. You gotta make money. You gotta pick a job that's gonna make money. You've probably heard the same speech from your parents. A recent article in
1: Forbes found that 48% of Gen Xers and 58% of millennials were heavily influenced by their parents to attend college. The main driver, a good income.
0: As I began to select my career for college, I landed in marketing because I thought that that was a creative world that could make money.
1: (laughs) Rashida went to college and made a good living, utilizing her degree.
0: I entered into um, a corporate marketing job and spent 15 years being in corporate marketing.
1: She worked hard. She moved up. But eventually, she realized that marketing just wasn't allowing her to flex her creativity in the way that she hoped.
0: One day, probably several days, I started to feel, even with all the promotions and all the great things that were happening in my corporate life, That I wasn't fulfilling a purpose, my purpose. You know, you kind of get to your mid-30s and you're like, is this what I want to do for the rest of my life?
1: The question had popped itself, but the time for action was still years away.
0: Five years went by, and I was still asking myself that question. Jenny, I even found a notebook that I had at a women's conference. State Farm was a sponsor, and so being in marketing, I was there on behalf of State Farm, helping to secure new clients. And I was in a session, and I don't know what the session was about, but in my notebook, and I actually have a picture of it, I wrote, I want to be an interior designer. And just like that,
1: Momentum was born.
0: And I even started to write out the name for the business even back in 2012, during that session.
1: Rashida had gone to college, found career success, and made money. In other words, she had satisfied all of her parents' requests, which gave her a solid platform to build on. But now, it was her turn. It was time for her to revisit that 10-year-old girl drafting up floor plans in the fourth grade art class.
0: I sort of said it's time to explore what I'm passionate about. I purchased a home and renovated it with my husband and loved every second of it. So I decided to go back to school, obtain a certificate in interior design from Temple University, my third certification or degree. My first client came during that when I was matriculating at Temple and the rest is history. Here we are uh, over a hundred clients later. Who
1: remembers those cheesy motivational posters about patience and persistence that everyone had hanging up in their offices in the 2000s? The ones with crisp images of mountain peaks and golden sunsets with important nuggets of wisdom underneath, all typed up in the new Baskerville font. Yes, we may roll our eyes, but deep down it's kind of annoying how right they are. Patience is indeed a virtue. I wanted to know for Rashida why her journey to find purpose took so long. How did she find, you know, the patience? 25 years later is when you tapped into the joy of having a floor plan again or experiencing creating a floor plan again. Why do you think it took you so long to tap into that again? Oh, this feels like a therapy session. I'm <laughs> here. <laughs> therapy with Ginny. That's actually the, the subtitle of the Ginny
0: show. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm joking.
1: I'm joking. It isn't. It, <laughs> oh, I was going to say I missed
0: that. It should be, though. Yeah. <laughs> I think that it took so long to get here because you want to please others. Mm-hmm. That's why I said it feels like a therapy session. That's heavy. And yeah, true. Right? Yeah, yes, We, it we is. do stop ourselves
1: from our happiness when we are constantly trying to please others.
0: And then the others may not have even asked for it. For me, others were my parents, uh, or so I thought. So my parents just sort of said, you know, education is critical. You must go to school. You must go to college. That's great. And I was the first in my family to graduate from college with a four-year degree. And so it was that level of responsibility sort of, and I'm the oldest of three girls and you just have this level of responsibility to set this example. And so whatever creative fun, you know, feels fun, that doesn't feel right. Like that feels selfish. And so you kind of like say, let me take the path that I know is least or selfless and I know will make those who I care about happy. And I say, I don't even know that my parents specifically asked for me to be a marketing major. They said go to college. But again, it's that awareness and exposure to interior design. Perhaps if I would have known, I would have went to a school that specializes in that. But the awareness wasn't there either. So yeah, it's a combination of not being aware because of the lack of the arts in my sort of formal school years. And then just making sure that you are making others happy first.
1: From college to corporate marketing to finally mustering up the courage to become an entrepreneur, all of that waiting equates to years rich in lessons. So what wisdom does Rashida have to share?
0: I just turned 40. I don't mind sharing, whatever. (laughs) You know, that causes a lot of reflection when you hit milestone birthdays. A core teaching of my life. Live your dreams. I would say what I've learned is don't be afraid of failure. I did both my corporate job and built Grace Space, my business, for three years. During those three years, we were sort of building the brand and the company and the clientele. Believe it or not, I'm not a risk taking person. I wouldn't categorize myself as that. I am more of a calculated risk. And so during that time, that was my way of following my dreams without sort of jumping without a parachute. But nonetheless, there were times where I thought, well, maybe I should just, you know, I got children, I have a home and a mortgage and bills and all these things. And so maybe I should just kind of stick with the good thing and continue to build my marketing career. What if, I do this design thing and it doesn't work. My coworkers, are like, she's crazy. She just quit this, you know, she was on track to be VP and she just like walked away from this amazing company. And, And it was, so I would say, don't be afraid of failure. What's the worst that can happen, right? I have my education to fall back on, knock on wood, but I have my education to fall back on. For the the folks that are listening out there, nothing beats a failure but a try. And so I know it's easier said than done, but this is coming from someone at the time who was 33 years old with two children, a mortgage, a husband who's an entrepreneur himself. And so he had ebbs and flows. And so what do we do about health insurance? Like the realities of life? All those things came up. And they sparked fear. And I'm so grateful I didn't let that overtake and overpower my decision to move forward because I could not have imagined the life that I have now. Nothing's ever perfect. And I work hard as hell. I work harder than I ever did, but I am the happiest that I could have ever been.
1: That's amazing. And I totally hear you on the what's the worst that could happen because, even when I was starting my business, did the same as you work, was working my corporate job and on the side I had build was building Ginny Media and the worst that could happen for me was that I was kind of already living the worst that could happen. I was working my corporate job and it
0: How about that? You know,
1: how about that? And I thought to myself, look, yo, like I'm not the happiest I've been, but this isn't so bad. The thing I think people, to your point about failure. And what you mentioned before about what took you so long to actually do what you love is it's the failure and what people are going to think about your failure. That's the part I think that pe- that cripples people into actually taking the risk or, or to, to actually taking that step forward to wanting to create the life that they want. So it's so interesting that you, you actually said that. One of the things I appreciate about Rashida is her transparency when it comes to entrepreneur life. It's not only relatable, but it's also refreshing. There are days when you're managing or doing admin work more than you're creating.
0: A day in a life. I mean, I'm an entrepreneur of a small business, so there's not like a day that's exactly the same, but it does consist of a lot of communication with our clients, some design work, which Right now gets done in the sort of the evening hours when it's quiet and there's not a client calling or an email that I need to respond to and I can truly be creative. So it's pretty interesting that I was searching for a more creative career and I probably spend the same amount of time being creative that I did when I was working in corporate. It wasn't necessarily the need to be creative. It was the creativity in this industry is what my purpose is. Being able to transform someone's home in a way that creates this environment that they can be their best selves in. So I think that's my purpose, not just the creative piece.
1: And if you're thinking of taking your side hustle full-time but life feels too busy, Rashida's been there and she's got some advice for you. Well, actually, her best friend does.
0: I was talking to one of my best friends and I'm like, I am exhausted from my full-time job. I don't know how I can get the energy to do anything else. How can I become an entrepreneur? I don't even have a second in the day to do it. Her response to me, which I remember to this day was, your purpose will fuel you. It will give you the energy that you need. And that has totally been the case. And honestly, Jenny, the result is a happier Rashida, which makes me a better mother, wife, friend. And I will, any of my friends and my husband and my kids probably will attest to that. So a day in a life is unpredictable now, but it is the most fulfilling that I can imagine for it to be.
1: Rashida Gray, I couldn't agree more. Until next time, my friends.